Join us for lively discussion about the A-State community. Each week, we'll meet with a variety of faculty, staff, and students to discuss all things Arkansas State University. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. And this is A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. You can also listen by searching for Red Wolf Radio Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jonathan Reeves, Academic Advisor for the School of Media and Journalism and the Department of Communication at Arkansas State, and welcome to A-State Connections. Today we're talking about the public media station on the campus of Arkansas State University, KASU. Joining me today is one of my dear friends, Program Director for KASU, Marty Scarborough. Marty, thank you so much for joining me. It's good to see you again. Nice to see you too. Thanks for the invitation to come back on A-State Connections. Absolutely. You're always welcome to be able to do that, and of course for a show that's started off on radio, now is on television. We're going to be talking about one of your shows as well that has really been doing well. But before we do that, let's talk about KASU. For those people who are new to the area, maybe don't know about KASU, tell us about that, please. Sure. Uh, KASU went on the air here at Arkansas State University in Jonesboro in 1957. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the 60-plus years since then, the station has evolved quite a bit to being now the uh, university's not-for-profit, listener-supported public media service. Uh, been a lot of upgrades in, in those years. Primarily started off as a student laboratory at which students had opportunity to get some real-life, real-world experience in radio. Primarily, a, you might call it a student-run radio station back in those days. Sure. But some changes, some evolution occurred. Uh, still a lot of student involvement at KASU, but now there is a full-time professional staff which works with and mentors the students that are there uh, working, and not necessarily in, toward a degree in broadcasting, but we have students from all disciplines that come and work and volunteer at KASU. All of this to produce some very unique uh, audio programming. And, um, you know, we exist as a not-for-profit station, meaning that we don't run any commercials, no mm -hmm. advertising on KASU to pay our bills. Right. Uh, we also exist doing things that other radio stations in our area do not uh, in terms of the uh, types of uh, news and discussion content that we do. Uh, it's particularly evident in the music that KASU produces and the fact that we do programs of exclusively classical music and jazz and blues and bluegrass, depending on the day of the week and the time of the day we run these programs, but then also specialty programs on world music and even progressive rock and Celtic and, and so much more. All these things that you're not hearing on any other radio station, styles of music that no one else is doing. Yeah, and if people have not checked out KASU, ASU on Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah. That is so much fun to be able to listen to. Yeah, Saturday nights, you know, for uh, almost 30 years now, we've been doing blues music for, I think, 10 hours on Saturday nights. A lot of it just performances from musicians on Beale Street down in Memphis to some of the very best uh, blues music recorded from the 1920s up until the present. Uh, we do a great program called Something Blue, hosted by one of our volunteer hosts, Harry Larry. Much of that program is blues recordings that Larry himself has captured at live musical events around our region for the past 30-plus years. So, yeah, blues is just one small microcosm that we've got on KASU that you would think here in the area that kind of birthed the blues, the Mississippi. Delta, there'd be a lot of other radio stations doing this, but mm -hmm. we're pretty much it when it comes to blues music. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that some people may not realize about just how much 
Arkansas had an influence in a lot of the music. And I know one of your shows that you do, in fact, one that you're known for very well is Arkansas Roots, which you've done for 10 years, really kind of explores the roots that Arkansas had in a lot of music uh, today and in the past. Yeah, Arkansas Roots has kind of become our flagship program for KASU. It's on noon every weekday and from noon to three on Saturdays. And yeah, initially the idea began as just a, a, a midday showcase of music. Um, at the time, we were running exclusively news and information programming, news and discussion programming throughout the day on KASU. The station manager at the time, Mike Doyle, said, you know what, let's take a break from all that talk and do some music in the middle of the day. And he said, How, what, what, what can we do? What should we do? And I came to him with the idea that let's do an hour of nothing but Arkansas music. And that's kind of what the show began as. And it's a mixture of every kind of style of music you can imagine, from hip-hop and even rap to classical music, the blues, jazz, of course, country, rock and roll, rockabilly, all of it mixed in there together. But the one common factor in that uh, musical lineup is it by musicians from Arkansas, people who were born here, who lived here for a significant period of time, bands that have had members who've uh, grown up or born here in our state. And then over the years, Arkansas Roots has kind of evolved beyond just, yeah, we still play lots of music, to now being more of a news magazine program that looks at the, the culture, the arts, and, of course, the music of the entire state of Arkansas. Right, and so it's one of those things I enjoy. Now, I'm going to date myself a little bit because <laughs> I am dated. Yeah, I, I would say that the show is kind of has a, has a blend of Casey Kasem in a way because, <laughs> you know, for Casey Kasem, for those people who know about, about that, uh, it was a great way to be able to listen and get some backstories and be able to say, you know what, I didn't know something about that. Man, I'm, le I'm learning something. And I know that's one of the key things about it as well. You can enjoy listening to it, but also you're learning something about the Arkansas music. Well, I mean, that's part of everything that KASU does. You know, being here on a college campus, an institute of learning, higher education, everything that we're doing is, is in some ways educating the public, whether it's uh, through a news story, giving people insights into what's going on in events locally or regionally or around the world, but then going back to, to music. You know, we don't just play the song and then never tell you who it was that you just heard singing and playing it or the name of the song. Right. We'll tell you that, but then also go into a little bit more information. Hey, this is an artist who was born in Gurdon, Arkansas in the 1920s that had a number of number one hits uh, throughout the 1940s. Or kind of telling you the stories, the backstories about all of the significant Arkansas music that's come out of our state. And this is the 10th year of Arkansas Roots. We'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary on December the 2nd, 10 years since the premiere of the radio program. All right, so kind of tell us about what you all are doing to be able to celebrate 10 years of Arkansas Roots? Well, we wanted to throw a party, and so we're inviting the public, and we're thinking, well, what can we do to, to, to note this? So here's what the, the concept behind this event is. We've assembled uh, over a dozen of Arkansas's finest musicians from today, and they're going to present probably a two-and-a-half to almost three-hour-long concert playing songs by the great Arkansas musicians from the past. So if you can imagine... Um, some of those noteworthy heritage musicians from our state, people like Johnny Cash and Levon Helm, Glenn Campbell, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Sonny Burgess, uh, Billy Lee Riley. Uh, I mean, there, there are hundreds of, of noteworthy musicians who've emerged from our state from the 1920s and 30s up to the present. Well, their hit songs are going to be played live by uh, some great musicians from our state today.
Right. And so I, I was kind of listening through or actually looking through uh, in a press release you all had about some of the great uh, performers that are going to be there. And you've got a great lineup of some absolutely fantastic musicians that are coming. Yeah, the first half of the show is going to be all acoustic. We've got about a half dozen of the state's finest acoustic musicians, among them fiddle player Tim Crouch, who's appeared on every television show that you can imagine. Sure. From The Tonight Show to David Letterman to Austin City Limits, even on Hee Haw. He's appeared on thousands, literally thousands of recordings. He's going to be there. Uh, Pam Setzer, who's been a fixture on the Mountain View music scene for decades. Mm -hmm. She'll be there. Brad Apple, also from Mountain View. He, uh, like, uh, like Pam Setzer, grew up in a musical family. They've got lots of deep roots there in the folk music and the bluegrass and country music of that region. Also, uh, Gary Rounds, phenomenal vocalist. I mean, he has a voice like none other. Right. Uh, he's going to be part of that. That musical lineup. Danny Dozier is going to be playing guitar. Earl Hees is going to be playing bass. That's the acoustic first half of the show. And they'll be playing songs by people like Jimmy Driftwood and uh, Ed Bruce and uh, Johnny Cash, some of these more acoustic musicians from Arkansas's past. Second half of the show, after an intermission, we're going to have the Lockhouse Orchestra. This is a fantastic six-piece band out yep. of uh, Batesville. Mm -hmm. They're going to be bringing in a lot of special guests, too, that I've heard about. Can't, can't tell you everything about that yet, but sure. there some guests with them. And they're going to plug in and rock and roll with a lot of great blues and uh uh, country music, uh, stuff from people like, uh, you know, the heavier rock and roll side of people like uh, Ronnie Hawkins and some of the others I mentioned earlier, Sonny Burgess, uh, Charlie Rich, mm -hmm. uh, Junior Walker and the All-Stars, uh, Little Willie John, all these great musicians from the past. And the names, think, oh, I don't know all of these names. Trust me, come, you'll know and you'll recognize the songs at this special 10th anniversary concert. All right, so give us information about, uh, are tickets on sale for this or what yes. are people doing? Yes, uh, the event is Saturday, December the 2nd, 7 o'clock in Riceland Hall of the Fowler Center here on the A-State campus in Jonesboro. Uh, tickets are $20 plus applicable fees. Any money that we make will go back into KASU, enabling us to continue to showcase the very best in Arkansas music from the past and the present. Tickets are available through the ASU Central Box Office. You can get to the website tickets.astate.edu. And when you're there, just simply look for Fowler tickets, and then you'll find that link where you can get your tickets. It's going to be a great event, a very unique. We, we've, we've never attempted anything this big at KASU before. We've been doing right. live musical events for over 25 years. This will be the biggest one we've ever done by far. I know a lot of people are going to be so excited about this. I think you're going to have a full house for this one. I think it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah, absolutely. So going out there and check that out. And so well, one thing you were talking about by way of live music events and that, you have to throw Bluegrass Monday in there because <laughs> it's one of the ways that people can um, can get involved in, in the way that you all uh, go out into the communities. Uh, you know, and, and Paragould has been a wonderful community for you all to be in for many years for Bluegrass Monday. Tell us about Bluegrass Monday. Well, uh, it kind of grew out of an effort that KASU started probably 25 years ago. We had this idea that at the time, a, a lot of downtown areas in the cities here in Northeast Arkansas were honestly a little bit in decline, mm -hmm. uh, and Jonesboro's being one of them. So we partnered with one of, at what the time, I think was maybe one of two 
two restaurants on Main Street in downtown Jonesboro, we started holding a blues music night once a month. Right. And on these Blue Mondays, as we called it, we uh, would bring in blues musicians from Memphis and other places. they play on a Monday night. We'd pack this restaurant that, unfortunately, this particular restaurant no longer exists. Sure. So we're doing that. Well, the other restaurant just right down the street wondered, well, why in the world does my competitor down the street have a full house on a Monday night? And I, I don't. So they walked down saw what we were doing and said, hey, can KASU come do something like that in my restaurant too? And so that's how Bluegrass Mondays got started. Fourth Monday night of the month, we're now going 20 plus years and we've taken this model and done it in numerous other downtown areas in other towns in Northeast Arkansas. You mentioned Paragould's our current home for Bluegrass Mondays. Right. We've done similar events though in Newport and in Dice and in Pocahontas. So. Yeah, so it's a great opportunity. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about that, uh, about who's coming up. And then also I want to ask you about some very cool things going on at KASU, some renovations that are taking place as well. We're going to throw that up there uh, for you as well. Marty Scarborough is joining me. He's the program director at KASU Public Radio on the campus of Arkansas State University. We'll tell you about the renovations coming up on the other side of this break. We'll be right back after this. ASU TV, shows like Red Wolf Roundtable, ASU TV News, Westside Football, and more. Gain real life experience while doing what you love. Get involved with ASU TV today. Are you looking for an education that will take you places? At Arkansas State University, we're preparing students for success in today's ever-changing job market. With expert faculty and cutting-edge technology, we're creating an environment where students can thrive and reach their full potential. And with a diverse student body and a supportive community, you'll find plenty of options to get involved and make lifelong connections. Discover all that Arkansas State University has to offer. Apply today and start your journey to a brighter future. Red Wolf Radio is a student-led organization at Arkansas State University wanting to hear your takes on pop culture, music, the news, and college life. Just about anything you can think of. Located in the Education and Communications building on campus, we are always looking for more volunteers. So if you're an Arkansas State University student, no matter the major, and this is something that interests you, shoot us an email at redwolfradio at astate.edu. That's redwolfradio at astate.edu. Let them hear you how. At Arkansas State, we want you to go. Go where learning soars, takes flight, and rockets ahead. Go for experiences, internships, and scholarships. We want you to go. Become A-State main. Are you ready to go? Go.astate.edu for details. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections.
and welcome back to A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. I'm Jonathan Reeves. We're continuing our conversation about KASU with Marty Scarborough. And Marty, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you. Before we go back, and we were starting, before we took the break, we talked about Bluegrass Monday. I'm going to go back to that in a second, but I don't want to, I want to make sure we don't uh, miss out on the opportunity to show people about some of the renovations that are going on in KASU. The studio's looking fantastic. <laughs> well, um, as I mentioned, the radio station went on the air here at Arkansas State back in 1957. Since the late 1980s, our home has been on the first floor of the Education Communications Building on our campus. In fact, just right down the uh, hallway here from the ASU TV studios. And uh, one thing that was needed to be replaced was the floors. Uh, you, you can see kind of the, the modular flooring that was there in place. Mm -hmm. All of that had to be replaced uh, for a variety of reasons. But we took advantage of the same time to do those renovations, to add some new furniture, to kind of streamline and to uh, uh, add a little sleekness, a little bit more modern look to all of our uh, or at least some of our production studios, all of them will eventually be uh, upgraded uh, to this uh, kind of uh, uh, furniture and the sleekness with the smaller um, uh, equipment that we have there available to us. So, so yeah, we're, we're happy to have made these changes. We appreciate Arkansas State University's continued investment in the infrastructure of KASU public media and allowing us to have these great spaces, not only in which those of us like myself on the full-time professional staff can work, but also where students can come in and have opportunities to work in these studios as well. As we were going through the pictures on that, uh, I was I was thinking the, the studio that has all of the CDs on the wall, uh, <laughs> is actually large enough to where, and I love the way that it's, it's been reconfigured because it's large enough where you could actually put a band in there and have live music in there. Well, as, as a former staff member at KASU, you know, that's been one of my long-time yes. goals is to be able to do that, is to be able to have a space where, let's say, for example, that a, uh, say a string quartet is coming to perform here on campus on a Thursday night. Uh, we can have that same group come into the KASU studios during the noon hour, during our Arkansas Roots radio program, and do a little live performance to promote their concert that night. Or just to get other musicians that may be in our area or traveling through to stop by and play live and then be able to share those. Now we've got a space in which we can work and maybe hopefully do some of those kind of things that we've not had the availability to do before. Right. It just makes it a lot more, uh, you know, it, it, the, the space is better. It, it's more efficient is what it is. Yeah, it, uh, for it sure. gives us opportunities to do things we haven't been able to do before. Absolutely. Let's go back to Bluegrass Monday. Uh, and thanks to the crew in the back for being able to show everyone those pictures because I think that's very important to be able to do that. Um, let's talk about Bluegrass Monday. You've got some fantastic uh, groups that are coming in for Bluegrass Monday. You're giving us a little bit of the history uh, in Perigold. Tell us about the Bluegrass Monday and what's coming up. Okay, well, like I said, these shows are on the fourth Monday night of every month. Uh, we moved from the downtown Paragould, or excuse me, the downtown Jonesboro location that I mentioned initially to Paragould instead. Now we're housed at the Collins Theater. Absolutely beautiful place. If you've not had a chance not to go just to a Bluegrass Monday, but to anything at the Collins Theater, it's worth the trip. Uh, this theater was built back in the 1920s. It'll soon be celebrating its 100th anniversary of continuous use. A 541-seat theater that's hosted vaudeville acts back in the 1920s, all kinds of musical events, and now, like I said, on the fourth Monday night of each month are Bluegrass Mondays. And coming up this upcoming Monday on September the 25th, we've got a fantastic group from West Tennessee called No Time Flat. 
and that's spelled flat with two T's at the end in honor of Lester Flat, who was one of the pioneers of bluegrass music back in the 1940s and 50s. No Time Flat has won the Tennessee Music Awards honor for Bluegrass Band of the Year four times, and they were named Entertainer of the Year at that same award celebration uh, one particular occasion. They play a great mixture of traditional bluegrass, some original melodies, a little bit of gospel music, and they'll do a lot of uh, bluegrass versions of classic country songs. So if you like Alabama or Buck Owens or uh, Don Williams, come and hear some bluegrass versions of their hits from No Time Flat this Monday night. I think it's really interesting how you can have bluegrass uh, uh, artists that will take contemporary songs, <laughs> songs from today, and throw throw them in a bluegrass era, and it just it, it just brings something out in it that you just. I would have never thought that would have been bluegrass, but it actually works very well, you know, in that. So that's going to be a lot of fun there. So that's coming up on Monday. Yeah, that's this upcoming Monday, September 25th. And then we've got a great lineup of shows again on the fourth Monday night of the month in the weeks in the months ahead. Okay. And people can get tickets for those too. Is that correct? Yes. Um, that's a different website, kasu.org slash tickets. That's where you can get tickets for all of our Bluegrass Monday shows. Uh, unique thing here, this is a totally nonprofit event. Uh, myself, KASU Radio, we don't make any money off of Bluegrass Mondays. Like I said, we, we started doing these concerts in the downtowns of cities around Northeast Arkansas to get people to give them a reason to go back downtown. Sure. And live music was, was one of those. So it's a $10 admission fee for adults. Children 18 and under are always admitted free, and 100% of the ticket proceeds are given to the musicians. That's how they're able to take the money home with them, paying them for their time and for their talent. So I want to ask you about, you all do so much. We haven't even talked about the Arkansas Roots Music Festival or the other <laughs> things you all have done, you know, Depot Days in Newport and all of that. But you all obviously... Uh, are in need of funds uh, as a nonprofit organization. You all have come, uh, a fundraiser that's going to be uh, coming up here pretty soon. Tell us about that and why that is needed. Well, like I mentioned earlier before, you know, KASU is licensed as a non-commercial radio station. We literally cannot sell advertising. That's how, uh, you know, media survives, you know, television stations, radio stations, newspapers, websites, they sell advertising, they sell access to um, the people that are engaged by their content to advertisers who help pay for them to, in those cases, make a profit and generate that content. Well, we don't have that luxury. So we turn directly to our listeners asking them, hey, would you be willing to support what we're doing? Because like I said, it um, is different than any other radio station. If someone could make a profit doing nothing but what we do on KASU, trust me, someone out there would be doing it. If there was a big enough audience to do all-time classical music, blues, jazz, bluegrass, all of that, someone would be doing it. But there's not. But there are still audiences that are interested and engaged in that style of music. So that's why KASU is here. So we ask those people who do love those styles of music, who love the uh, way in which we approach talking about local, regional, uh, national, and international events to make contributions to the radio station to offset the costs of, of producing the programs that they enjoy. Now, you earlier had mentioned that Arkansas State University does provide an investment in being able to help out in some areas with KASU. Yes. I mean, they give us the physical space in which to work here in the Education Communications Building. They pay for some, but not all, of our salaries. Much of the money that goes toward um, what people hear on the radio, that is from the listeners themselves. 
Okay, so people can do that. Now, when is that fundraiser going to be taking place? Uh, it's going to begin the, the first week in October and kind of continue for a, a couple of weeks until we have a kind of a preset goal, which we this is the amount of money we need to raise from listeners just to keep up with what we're doing right now. But at KASU, we're really hopeful that we can kind of turn a corner within the next uh, two years to be producing a lot more local content. Much of what we do is, is radio programming that originates from places other than Jonesboro, Arkansas, sure. from, from New York, from uh, Philadelphia, from Los Angeles. We want to do more to reflect what's going on here in our community because we are here in our community and there's fewer and fewer places where you can go to get that type of content, whether it's newspapers or television or radio. We want to reflect what's going on in the community. We need additional staff to be able to do that, whether they are volunteers or student part-timers or full-time staff members. That's one of the reasons we're really looking for a, a successful fundraiser now so that we can bring more people in to help us to produce. People have a misconception about radio that you just sit down behind a microphone and you talk. But uh, I was having a conversation just earlier today with our station manager, Mark Smith, and we kind of said, you know, for one one hour of great radio programming, it probably takes at least four hours of production to go into that. Right. And when you think about the number of man hours it takes to run a radio station, then 24 hours a day, uh, wanting to do more local content, it's going to take more revenue from listeners and from local businesses that are willing to underwrite some of our shows, too. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're right about you know, what you're hearing is the byproduct or the after part of all of the work that goes into yeah. uh, that. And for TV, it's, it's much the same way as well. That's why we always thank the students for for the work that they do because they're all behind the scenes running all of this so once again uh people can start giving uh they can give i know any time right on that now if someone is new to arkansas state maybe they're a new faculty member staff member and all that it's so easy for them to be able to give to kasu it can be just simply taken out of their check yeah, absolutely. And even if you're not a uh, faculty or staff uh, here on, on campus, anybody can set it up where it's just it, kind of like, you know, the analogy to use is like your your Netflix or your Hulu subscription, sure, right. where you can have it set up with just a small amount charged to your credit card every single month. You can set that up and make a 5 10 or $20 a month donation to KASU, just like you set it up for some of those streaming services or other media that you consume. Yeah. And there's people who use it all the time. They're always <laughs> listening to KASU. So kind of think about that as, you know, how much you use it, uh, like you'd use any other service and be able to do it that way. So that's important for K for people to understand about that, about KASU, uh, that definitely you all need the funds to be able to continue to provide great programming and great live events like what we've been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing real quick before we let you go is uh, the Arkansas Roots Music Festival is coming up in April. That's another event that you all do, kind of ties into the Delta Symposium that takes place. Kind of give us information about that in about two minutes. Sure. Um, we, we've been proud to be able to partner with the um, Department of English, Philosophy, and World Languages, which oversees the Delta Symposium, to make the Arkansas Roots Music Festival the, the capstone, the, the culminating event of the Delta Symposium each year. And much like the Arkansas Roots Radio Show does, playing all these different styles of music by Arkansas artists, the Arkansas Roots Music Festival does the same thing. We'll bring anywhere from four to five different musical acts in different styles and genres to play for a, a full afternoon. Uh, last year, we moved this event from here in Jonesboro to the lawn of the Johnny Cash Boyhood Home and Dice, which is a beautiful place. It's gorgeous. To have a wonderful yeah. concert. I mean, these musicians are set up on a stage on the place where Johnny Cash learned about music from his mom. 
uh, where he kind of got his musical heritage that influenced him so much, these musicians are coming out there to play. This year's event is going to be on April the 6th. That is the Saturday before the big uh, total solar eclipse on the 8th. So we're hoping to get a lot of people who are traveling into our area for the eclipse to come out a couple of days earlier. I can't announce yet. We haven't got all the contracts signed, but we have got sure. some phenomenal musical acts, well-known names, of course. Like every year, there are people that you've heard their music on Arkansas Roots. It's going to be a wonderful afternoon of music, and I'll be glad to be sharing much more details about that in the months ahead. And that's why people need to listen to KASU <laughs> at 91.9 FM or streaming live at KASU.org. They can get all the information there. Marty, thank you so much for being here hey, today. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of A-State Connections. I want to thank my guest, Marty Scarborough. Also want to thank instructor of creative media production, Galen Perkins, and his amazing students who always do a great job behind the scenes running the show. Thanks to engineers Clayton Holderfield and Jacob Keene for their help. And thank you for watching. And I'll see you right here at 1.30 next Wednesday for another edition of A-State Connections. And by the way, you can listen to this episode on A-State Connections by searching for Red Wolf Radio Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. So long, everyone.